Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the February 8th broadcast of The Unexplained World. With your host, Edward Shanahan, that's me, a paranormal spiritual observer, psychic reader, medium, slash conscious channeler, and Annette, a high priestess of the Covenant of White Heart, psychic reader, and past life reader. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How you doing, kid? I'm doing great tonight. How about yourself? Okay, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a long past week, two weeks maybe, uh, yeah. but I'm doing good. Uh, hey, at least one thing, you probably could see your lawn now, right? <laughs> I can. I can see my driveway, which is even more important. Uh-huh. <laughs> my children's uh-huh. muddy boots all over the foyer. <laughs> yeah, you guys got um, pretty well uh, hit the last... Uh, 29 inches was the big total count for the year so far. How many? 29. Wow. Wow, over two feet yeah. of snow. Wow, cool. That like effect of Lake Michigan sure does uh, play uh, havoc at times on you guys out there. So yeah, it's beautiful, but it yeah. makes hard for, it makes it hard to move around. Well, when you're you know when you got what about a mile of a drive to drive up, yeah, <laughs> uphill, <laughs> it does. Even walking, <laughs> so. Um, and a cool thing tonight. Well, tonight is our Broadcasts of uh, magic, witchcraft, spells, knowledge, and more, including the history of Friday the 13th. But this, I was looking to be a feel-good show. For the simple fact, a lot of uh, a lot, everybody's, a lot of people are pushing doom and gloom. And you know what? Um, it's all on how you look at things. And uh, yes. And Just like Friday the 13th and the belief about yeah. that, which we will come to find out. Mm-hmm. Not so unlucky mm-hmm. after all. Is it? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> and uh, tonight is also a full moon night, which is kind of pretty neat. Uh, I, I'm wondering, last night I had readings, and I'm just wondering if the full moon, I was talking to you earlier about mm-hmm. how um, strong the readings were, that I was even picking up uh, loved ones who've passed away from um the people I was reading, saying their names, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just wondering if the full moon had something to do with that last night. Um, Probably. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Uh, I'll go into it more, but there's a lot going on right now. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. The full moon, the district. Aquarius, the month of Aquarius, okay. Every, there's uh-huh. so much happening right now, which kind of makes it really good for the spell stuff we're going to talk about, too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh Anything about anybody, you know, somebody had a birthday within the next couple of days, anything good for them with the way, well, we'll talk about it, the way the things are going, so, yeah. as you were saying, so, 
Okay. Do you want to get into the Friday the Thirteenth thing right off the bat, the history? Yeah. Well, why don't we Why don't we let the people hear that? That's really interesting. This is something me and Annette did about wow, about three years ago, maybe a little. No, it have to be about four. <laughs> four, four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, listeners? It is. You know, we did it in person, live. It was for another type of broadcast. Yeah, and we did it live in a studio, so it was yeah. so fun. Yeah, and me and Annette were even discussing we might do a couple segments in the future like that because you listen, you'll hear the gel of us together. Hey, Ed, it's Friday the 13th. You're not afraid of Friday the 13th, are you? Uh, Only if something happens. (laughs) Well, if you were afraid of Friday the 13th, you would have Paris Cavita Catriophobia. Well, I'd rather hear that from you than the doctor. <laughs> That's right. That is a technical term for people afflicted with a morbid, irrational fear of Friday the 13th. Is is that a... Well, let's... Go ahead. Tell it's a, me it's more. a real phobia. It's true. Um, it's a widespread superstition because uh, Friday is the sixth day of the week, and the number 13, 13 both have foreboding reputations said to date from ancient times. Uh, their inevitable conjunction from one to three times a year portends mo- more misfortune than some credulous minds can bear. Folklorists say it's probably the most widespread superstition in the United States. Some people won't go to work on Friday the 13th. They won't eat in restaurants, and they wouldn't even think of setting a date on, for a wedding on that day. I heard this stuff about the wedding. That, you know, yeah. That's almost a phobia. Oh, yeah, yeah you would yeah. never. Yeah. You don't plan anything. In fact, I fell down the stairs when I was five months pregnant on Friday the 13th. 13 stairs. Did you really? Yeah. And I'm always one going around saying, oh, it's not unlucky. (laughs) In fact, you know that uh, many Americans at the turn of the millennium still suffer from this condition. According to Dr. Donald Dosey, a psychotherapist specializing in the treatment of phobias and the coiner of the term, Paris Cavita Catriophobia, the figure may be as high as 21 million people. And if he's right, that's 8% of Americans uh, that are still in the grips of this old superstition. Well, most people bring it up. It's Friday the 13th, you know. Don't walk under a ladder. That's one thing you usually hear. Yeah, don't let a black cat cross your path. But I always, if I see one, I will attempt. I I walk under ladders, period. If I see one, i got to (laughs) disprove. Can you imagine if we broke a mirror on Friday the 13th? How many years bad luck would that turn into? Seven times 13? Wow. Holy moly. (laughs) What else? Uh, Have you ever heard of the Devil's Dozen? It's uh, it's said that if 13 people sit down to dinner together, that within a year, they'll all die. I never heard that one. Yeah. And uh, the Turks so disliked the number 13 that it was practically expunged from their vocabulary. Uh, in fact, many cities don't have a 13th Street or a 13th Avenue, and many buildings don't have a 13th floor. That's true. I've been on elevators where there wasn't a 13th. And yeah. I always have fun with the guy to ride you up and down and say, well, you know it's actually a 13th floor, don't you? Giving him the crease, huh? Yeah. Um, If you have 13 letters in your name, you will have the devil's luck. These following guys had 13 letters in their name. Jack the Ripper, Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer, Theodore Bundy, and Albert DeSalvo all have 13 letters in their names. Did you know that my name has 13 letters? Yours does? Yes. I counted yours. You have 10. (laughs) I wish I had seven, but that's supposed to be a good luck number, seven. Right, right. Supposed to be, yeah, yeah, very good. And that has seven letters, but my full name is 13 letters. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, is that the a warning you're telling me? Is that what? Are you trying to give me a warning? Or should oh. I just stay away on Friday the 13th? <laughs> run now, baby, run okay. now. 
though no one can say for sure when and why human beings first associated the number 13 with misfortune, the belief is assumed to be quite old, and there are any number of theories purporting to trace its origins uh, to antiquity and beyond. And uh, despite whatever terrors the numerical unknown held for their prehistoric forebears, ancient civilizations were unanimous in their dread of 13. However, the Chinese regarded the number as lucky, as did the Egyptians at the time of the pharaohs. Ancient Egyptians, uh, for them, their life was a quest for spiritual ascension, which unfolded in stages, 12 in this life and the 13th beyond, thought to be eternal afterlife. The number 13, therefore, symbolized death, not in the terms of dust and decay, but as a glorious and desirable transformation. Though Egyptian civilization perished, the death symbol they conferred on the number 13 survived, only to be corrupted later in later cultures who associated with fear of death instead of reverence for the afterlife. Well, even in the Egyptians, they uh, celebrate black cat and stuff like that, don't they? Don't, don't you see a lot of drawings? That right, that's, uh, I think that's the god Bast. Okay. And okay. that was, uh, right, the cat god. Yeah, and mm-hmm. don't a lot of um, um, covens have... 13 members. Oh, you bring up a very good point, Mr. Ed. Go ahead. (laughs) Let's see. Other sources suggest that the number 13 was purposely vilified by the founders of patriarchal religions in the early days of Western civilization because it represented femininity. 13 had been been revered in prehistoric goddess-worshipping cultures, allegedly, because it corresponded to the number of lunar cycles in a year, the same as menstrual cycles. 13. So if I'm up in Newtown, I should watch out for any guys wearing <laughs> earrings. It's the number 13. Go ahead. I couldn't resist. Let's see. For example, a 27,000-year-old carving found near uh, Lasso Caves in France, often cited as an icon of matriarchal spirituality, depicts a feminine figure holding a crescent-shaped horn bearing 13 notches. According to this explanation, as a solar calendar triumphed over the lunar with the rise of male-dominated civilization, mm-hmm. so did the number 12 over the number 13, mm-hmm. and thereafter was considered unlucky. Hmm. By women. Well, men considered unlucky because they're trying to get the women out of there. Yeah. Let me, uh, hang on, I got more for you. Okay. <laughs> the name Friday, a bit, you wonder where it came from, don't you? Uh, the word Friday. the TV show. No, no, absolutely. No, the the Romans were the ones that named the sixth day of the week in the honor of Freya, or Frigg, the Norse goddess. Okay. Uh, she was the goddess of marriage and fertility, and she was also the goddess of her sex. Seems like you guys got a lot of control in all this. Yeah, well, you know, we used to. Uh, let's see, the, uh, Frigg and Freya have uh, been two figures that have become intertwined in the handing down of myths over time. But the entomology, or the meaning of the word Friday, was accredited to both Frigg and Freya. So it's like saying Friday is Freya's day or Frigg's day. Okay. Friday. And I've heard that in the Wiccan um, talk and stuff like that. Right. We bring that up all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, Friday was actually considered quite lucky by pre-Christian Teutonic peoples, and it's especially as a day to get married. We used to think that was a good day to get married uh, because of its traditional association with love and fertility and sex. Uh, all that changed. When, I had to throw that in. All, all that changed when Christianity right. came along. The goddess of the sixth day, most likely Freya in this context, context given that the cat was her sacred animal, so there's the cat okay. again, okay. was recast in post-pagan folklore as a witch 
and her day became associated with evil doings, especially oh. Friday the 13th. And you want to know why? Why? Because her feast day, her sacred day, is right. called the Disserblot. Guess what day that is? Friday the 13th. You're right. Now, the Disser is a coven of priestesses that numbered, guess how many? Thirteen. Thirteen. Same thing as a witch's coven of thirteen, like you mentioned earlier. Okay. So, this is why, depending on how you look at it, Friday the 13th is lucky. And pagan associations were not lost on the Catholic Church, or Christianity as a whole, because they went to great lengths to suppress those sacred days. So Friday the 13th was a sacred day in goddess worship or that of femininity. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, if it was a holy day for heathens, then it must not be so for Christians. Thus it became known in the Middle Ages as a witch's Sabbath. Let me throw a question out to you. Please. What would they do if on Good Friday fell on Friday the 13th? Oh, I don't know. They would have a problem, huh? They probably would. Did you know that uh, supposedly Adam and Eve, uh, Eve tempted Adam with the forbidden fruit on a Friday? Did they ever, well, we know it's an apple, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a pear. Somebody once told me it was a pear. Or it was a peach, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Get my drift, go ahead. Uh, right. Um, did you know there's a great flood? You know, good old Noah's Ark? Okay. Guess when it began? Friday 13th. On a Friday. I don't know if it For was the 13th. No, okay. who could say it? On a Friday. On a Friday, yeah. And uh, the guys... You said Adam or Eve tempted... Adam and Eve. She tempted him on a Friday. So it was all the weekend. There was a lot of knowing about nudity that weekend, right? Yeah, go ahead. And uh, let's see, God uh, tongue-tied the builders of the Tower of Babel. Guess what day it was? A Friday. That's right. The Temple of Solomon was destroyed on a Friday. And uh, Christ was crucified on a Friday, well, a Friday. like Friday. you mentioned before. Good That's Friday. right. That was probably the only Good Friday, considering all these other terrible things happened. Well, it sounds, well I don't know. Adam and Eve sounds like... They might have a good Friday. No way. Pay for it later. Cast out of the Garden of Eden, yeah. but, you know. Um, in pagan Rome, Friday was the day of execution. Wow. And later it became known in Britain as the Hangman's Day. When you say day. pagan Rome, what do you mean? Well, uh, prehistoric Rome, I suppose. Okay, okay. When they were pagans running around, okay. everybody was worshipping many gods and goddesses. And, and so they had death done in... Right, if there was going to be an execution, they would yeah. wait till Friday. They love ruining people's weekends. Go ahead. I know. Yeah, well, get rid of the bad guys on a Friday and you can maybe, you know, yeah. live it up. But uh, I guess that's pretty much why that explains that the lingering taboo for, like, embarking on journeys or starting a new project that you would just wouldn't do it on a Friday. But a lot of it is also not, you know, I don't think, have they ever proven Noah's Ark? I mean, that that actually happened? Well, have they proved any of it? Not really. Okay, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, that's for another show. That's the Bible show. <laughs> right. But anyway, so that's why Friday the 13th, that we witches consider that a lucky day because it's a sacred feast day of Freya, the Norse goddess of love, fertility, and sex. So happy Friday the 13th, Ed. Thank you, and same to you, kids. Okay, <laughs> bye. There you go. There it, oh. is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Hey, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I, that was fun I'm to not, listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been a while since we've gone done it together uh, in person. Uh, did you? Here's another thing. Very, very interesting. Um, Valentine's Day is on the 14th, Saturday, which yeah. means Friday the 13th is the day before Valentine's Day this year. 
So, everybody go out so, there. Considering crazy. it's the, fe- the feast day of the goddess of sex, do you think that's going to make everybody want to celebrate early? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I hope so. <laughs> yeah, find a lover, find a friend, you know. <laughs> and then uh, you have Valentine's Day the next day, the 14th. So uh, you can make up for it on Valentine's Day. So um, Annette and I will give you permission, okay? <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, yeah, and speaking of Friday the 13th, um, mm. this Friday the 13th. What are we going to do? Uh, Annette and I, you and I will be doing readings at the Weathermark, uh, 1503 South Michigan Avenue in Chicago. It's a very nice South Loop area. Annette will be doing her past life readings and or tarot readings, plus using some of what is in, and maybe using some of what is in the Mass of Tarot. I will, will be doing, that. yeah, I will be doing palm readings, one-on-one psychometry, and conscious channeling. For the conscious channeling, bring an item of a loved one who's passed away, like rings, glasses, etc. stuff they would have worn. We start at 8 p.m. and run until 1 or 2, depending on the crowd. Uh, yeah, when you first get there, people, make sure you sign up, put your name on the list right away. Yeah, Pam does, a very, Pam does a very good job of keeping everything organized. So Yeah, but the, um, the most critical point is when as soon as you walk in that door, put your name on the list to be read. Do that. And then go yeah. have fun because the weather mark is awesome and very lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's also the start of the auto show that day, and we are right down the street from it. As I said, at 1503 South Harlem, or South Harlem, jeez, South, <laughs> South Michigan Avenue. I live near Harlem. And the Weathermark has great food and drinks, and the people are great there, too. So um, stop on in, say hi. Um, if you need a nuts and, I, and, our, and my blessing for having a wild Friday the 13th, we'll give it. Uh, <laughs> that night. <laughs> you just see his wink and nod, that's the blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, protection, you'll have to count on that on your own. But <laughs> I think there's a vending machine in the bathroom for that. Oh, maybe you guys. I don't know about the guys. But, uh, <laughs> I'm but, uh, kidding. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Pam does a good job of keeping everybody organized and keeping the flow good um, and oh, stuff yeah, like she's that. awesome. Yeah, and uh, we had a pack house last time. So like Annette said, just come on in, sign up, uh, enjoy the drinks. They have uh, they have specials and everything going, and the food is great, and the people there are great too. So. Um, oh yeah, the the people that work there, the customers, it's just everybody is so awesome. I'm mm-hmm. so impressed and, with that place. And we and when we do the readings, we're uh, it's it's on a private level, so that's cool. And if you oh have totally a, uh, yeah, you're not out in the middle of everybody else, yeah. No, and if you have somebody you want to sit down with with you that's no problem either so right. we have a lot of that and uh yeah so that's friday the 13th coming up this coming friday um in chicago annette any uh things what would somebody do for you know for good luck on friday the 13th if there was anything to do? well the any first thing you should that? do is change your mind about the fact that it's unlucky because so many people just have blockages, you know. I think a lot of the times when we're kind of in a slump or we're feeling down or we're letting all the negativity of the world get to us, it's because mm-hmm. we're blocking things that can be positive to us. 
You know, mm-hmm. we're just plain old putting on the blinders and not paying attention. So, you know, Friday the 13th being unlucky is, is superstitious. And while so many things are based in superstition that we believe today, my best advice to you guys is just think of it as the feast day of an awesome, beautiful goddess Freya and, you know, let it be lucky for you. Turn it around. Make a conscious effort to turn it around. Um, I was reading a lot recently about blockages in particular, mm-hmm. and um, I came across the coyote. You know, now you think of a coyote. He's Native American um, trickster. He's one that, you know, he he can trick himself and he can trick you, but he can also get himself himself out of any situation. He finds opportunities or loopholes where none seem to exist. So I was thinking that maybe tonight is a good way to get started for, you know, I think pretty much, Ed, you agree with me, that this economy is really bringing everybody down. (laughs) I I, I know a a very good friend of mine, her husband, who we just thought would would always have a place and, oh, he's the supreme ruler of the thing that he does for a living, he just got laid off. Never thought it was going to happen. It just happened the night before last. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, it's such a downer because you think, oh, well, that guy's always going to be set. And you know what? None of us really can ever know about anything in life, job-wise anyways, in anything. Right. So I think the first thing you have to do is just try to change it over in your head. But the coyote, he's a good guy. He he can be very helpful. He, um, like I said, he helps us find hinted opportunities and find loopholes where they don't seem to ever have been before. Um, and a good way to kind of get in touch with Coyote, his spirit, is to burn sage. Sage is a desert plant. And in burning sage, not only are you um, cleansing and purifying a space, we see a lot of times, and I know, Ed, you've probably seen this a lot in paranormal investigations, where people want to cleanse a dwelling or a building mm-hmm. or something. They burn a lot of sage. They call that right. smudging. Um, so in burning sage, not only are you kind of like cleansing and purifying the area and yourself, um, but you're also kind of bringing up um, the reminder of the desert and that Native American feel. Um, you want to really inhale that fragrance. You're not so much, you know, sitting there swamping the smoke in your nose, but you want to really yeah. be embodied with that fragrance. Um Forming images of coyote in your mind um, really help inspiration to arrive. Um, if you can get yourself into a, um, a mindset where you feel you are a coyote or as coyote spirit before you sleep at night or whenever mm-hmm. you your sleeping time is, you'll probably find that help will come as a dream familiar in coyote form to help you um, be inspired to feeling better or overcoming obstacles and that kind of a thing. Um, one kind of a cool thing, and I know, like, when I want my, my kids or for, you know, just people to more be more creative with their um, imaginations is, you know, get out the old good old Play-Doh or <laughs> something that you can sculpt and create coyote, you know, so you can really get on a basic primal level with him. And, it, you know, it's a, it can look like a blob of Play-Doh when you're done. But if you feel it looks like Coyote, awesome. If you can make him look like he's running, even better because he's moving forward, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. 
So that's Coyote's kind of a good guy to be your personal guide to new inspiration and overcoming obstacles and blockages and get past the things that are bothering you and the things you just can't let go. So that was one cool thing I've you know that I found when I was reading lately and. Um, Coyote keeps coming back. In fact, it was cool the night that I, I was reading so much on it. And um, we have many coyotes around my neighborhood here. And they're out there howling and hooting. And I thought, okay, coyote, you're my buddy. <laughs> really? You do, huh? Wow. Don't eat the cats, but please come. You know? <laughs> I didn't know you did. Cool. Oh, we have lots of coyotes. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> wow. Lots and lots that, of them. The... Uh... When I do spend the night over there, um, take me out, take me out to the porch and let me hear them. I've never really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know what? Probably I'm I'm kind of buried in the basement in my little unexplained world room tonight. But yeah, um, yeah. on a full moon night when it's this uh-huh. warm, and if if we had the windows open, if we we're up in the front room there, oh, you'd be hearing them big time. I'm sure they're really? out there. Cool. And how, yeah, and they, you know, and you can hear them when they're when they're solo or when they're running together. The difference, oh, yeah. it's amazing. It's wow. crazy cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah a trickster too, because he could be almost a mile away and sound like he's next door. Really? Oh, huh. it's so neat. Just how his voice carries on on the wind if it's not too or carries on the air if it's not too windy. He, yeah. Like. Like if you're sitting on the edge of a pond or um, like a lake and you, somebody's mm-hmm. out in a rowboat, it sounds like they're right next to you. It's kind of the same kind of idea. Just I think it's at the frequency that he howls. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to ask me? Somebody's got a question for you. Uh, oh, or good. A question. And I know you uh, love New Orleans, okay? Oh, I do. Good. Yeah. Okay, come on. What's the question? The <laughs> uh, question is what? Is the scariest place to investigate? Do you know any scary places in New Orleans? I do. Okay. I do. The scariest place that I can tell you in New Orleans would be, um, I believe it's on St. Charles Avenue. Um, But, oh, boy, um, that would be called Royal Street um, when you're in the French Quarter, when you're in the quarter itself. Um, it mm-hmm. becomes St. Charles when you're down the Garden District, but it's the old um, pharmacy museum, okay? And the story goes that the pharmacist um, that was first established in that particular space um, did some of his own experiments on human people, <laughs> live, un, uh, unmedicated people, and. Mm-hmm would kind of do the old Sweeney Todd out the back when he was done with them, out the back, down to somebody who would help take them away into the swamp, et cetera. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that is the most that – would, that would be the scariest, most haunted place that I could think of in New Orleans. Um, Did you feel stuff when you went in there or what? Um, you know what? We only were standing on the street <laughs> looking in, and there have been many accounts. Um, there's a big old-fashioned, and, you know, since Katrina, I can't even tell you if it's there because I haven't been there since Katrina, yeah. uh, but there's a big old-fashioned mirror that hangs on the back wall. So if you're standing on the street, you can see right into the mirror, and lots of wacky stuff is going on with that mirror. Just the feeling of it, the group of it, and there have been many, 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 many stories. Um, if you're pregnant, mm-hmm. do not enter that building. 
because many of the experiments he did were on women who wanted to have abortions, and he just took it way too far. And because of that energy, um, Mm -hmm. women have been known to lose babies and have miscarriages just by walking through the door. So that's the only cause. The only yeah, that's 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 a crazy scary one. Um, the other one is the Lollaree House, mm-hmm. and you can find it just about on any tour guide walking tour. Um, I think that's on Ursuline, and that was um, a rich woman's home, and she had it was back in slavery times, and she had slaves, okay. and she kept the younger ladies that were her slaves. Um, in an attic type space and tortured and you know she was just crazy rich and crazy and really did the wrong things to these poor women and um, there's a lot of hauntings that go on in those in that third floor and on the roof there now a really haunted place that's not scary that's really Uh cool and you can have an experience almost every single time stay at the Bourbon Orleans Hotel which is a fabulous five-star hotel. Um, the price tag is not too bad. Um, mm-hmm. Try to stay in the double room where you have an, a lower and upper level um, okay. where you actually, you know, you're, you have a room below and then there's a staircase to an upper bedroom. Um, very cool. There's a lot that goes on there. Um, you know, water turning on by itself, radios turning on by themselves, doors opening and closing, um, thermostats up and down, you leave and your air conditioning was on, you come back and the heat's blasting in the middle of August. There's, oh, so many things. Personal experiences that I've had there. That's where you're going to have, if you're a tourist and you want to have an experience, stay (laughs) at the Bourbon Orleans. Interesting. And pay the extra money for that double room because there's there's a lot of history with that, especially the the corner that faces the um, Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo. Uh, store, okay, which would be the huh. north east corner of the hotel on Saint Anne and Bourbon. Well, once so there you go. To... Oh, I could just go on and on about New Orleans. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, I know before the kids were born, we were thinking of uh, possibly yeah. doing the trip. Maybe, maybe if a few years from now, a couple years from now, as they get older, maybe. We yeah, not long because I've got the fever. <laughs> it's so funny because a girlfriend of mine is going to go with her husband. He's going to be there on business, and she's like, oh, tell me what to do. I'm going to be there by myself all during the day. He won't be able to be free till night. And I'm like, honey, here's 17 books. Here's a list, and here's blah, 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 blah. You know, she's like, okay, shut up. I get it. <laughs> uh, sounds like a dynamite place. Um, oh, you know, we were talking about Friday the 13th, Okay. Guess who is going to be shutting down their haunted house on Friday the 13th? Disneyland. They're going to shut it down Disney. on the 13th? Disney. Yes, yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Disney World or Disneyland, one of them. Whoever has the, um, the mega haunted houses, they're, uh, it's going to be shut down on Friday the 13th. So, um, you know, I've heard something about that, that, that there actually is some actual real spirit that haunts that. And I've never taken it seriously because I thought, oh, that's just how people talk or whatever. But I have heard something about that before. You know, if there are any listeners out there who can shed some light, call in or, you know, put something up on the chat board because that's interesting to me. I would love to know more if, that, if that's a real thing. It's yeah, funny that they closed that. Yeah, they are. I just read it today. 
that there were uh, huh. some people were surprised. But the uh, call in number is six four six nine one five nine six five three. Um yet um you talked about the coyote, okay? Yeah, and I got more. Like that. Okay. <laughs> all I all yeah. I all I would I like to say is for people look at the, you know, what can I say? Try to look at the positive. Uh I heard one person say they don't even turn on the news no more, the radio, because it's always doom and gloom, you know, and they go about doing this thing. And, I can uh, see why. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they go about doing their thing, and, uh, yeah, you know what's going on in there. You see that the headlines, but, um, yeah. you know, the, the thing you do is also try to help others. Um, if they're in a oh. situation and... Uh, Random acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. little things every day, a smile on somebody who's grouchy, you know. You see a mom like me having trouble with her tantrum kid, don't throw your eyebrows. Open my door for me, you know. Yeah. Just little yeah. little things that just make people feel like a community, you know. I think there's so much lost, Ed. I know when we were growing up, people did mm-hmm. for each other, mm-hmm. you know. You could count on the neighbor lady to watch your kids in a pinch, where nowadays yeah. – that that doesn't really happen so easily anymore. Or yeah. you could, you know, if you were sick, somebody'd bring you dinner without even thinking twice about it. And it doesn't necessarily happen so much anymore. I you know? don't even know what's happening. That happening. Yeah, and you know, we have to get. That, how long ago was that? Thirty, forty years ago. Big deal. How you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've lost it that quickly. Yeah. How? You know, Other, our parents taught us, why aren't we tra- pra- practicing it ourselves and why aren't we passing it on? Well, there's a good thing, like Kathy said, my wife, one day. Yeah. Uh, I I have to do a lot of stuff downtown. And you see a lot of homeless people, and they come up to you. Yeah. And, that, and uh, I got to admit, I was a little cranky in that. The one day one came up to me, and I might have been a little on the rude side. And she goes to me, she goes, remember one thing. That homeless person may actually been a test from a higher being. Yeah, yeah, you may not have had a penny to give her, but you could have been nice about it. And it's like, yeah, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, um, that's yeah, true. Yeah, just a, even a, just a smile. Even if you know yeah. you have nothing else. Okay, okay, lady, I don't, I don't have five bucks to give you for crying out loud. Go get a job, get off the bottle, you know, or, instead yeah. of, you know, just a smile and a nod. Or just saying, sorry, I, I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Which, Something, yeah. You know, yeah, instead of uh, uh, being that for a moment. Uh, <laughs> that and moment. you know what? And you doing, giving the smile and a nod and, oh, I'm so sorry, have a blessed day or something, you walk away from that experience without a bunch of crap sitting on your shoulder, you know, because and you, you know, don't feel that you were angry about it. Yes, yeah, especially when she uh, lamb blasted me about it. Um, but <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> yeah, or the Kathy. homeless lady. <laughs> Kathy. Uh, yeah. Here's here's a situation that I would like to you know even mention. Yeah, I, like I said, I come across the homeless people. I've been nice to them, and guess what? David Times held, held the door for me and everything else, even though I could say no, but because I was nice to them, it made all the difference in the world. They actually you know, the little thing like holding the door for me or whatever. Um, so yeah. uh, the old saying, kindness could go a long way, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else you got, girl? Well, you know, now January the 26th, 
we celebrated the lunar calendar, uh, New Year in the Chinese lunar calendar. So the Chinese okay. New Year. Gong Hai Fat Choi. That's Happy New Year in Chinese. How do you, say how that, do you like say that? that? Can you say that backwards? No, <laughs> no I can't. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. And this year is the year of the ox. You know, what these uh, people in China, from what I understand, do not celebrate uh, birthdays so much as the celebration of their birth by offering to their mothers on their actual birthday. Um, they celebrate their birthdays for themselves on Chinese New Year. And they do this for 15 days. <laughs> it's an awesome celebration. Um, if you ever see the, um, the parades with the Chinese dragons and all that's for happiness and good luck and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they shoot off all the firecrackers. Well, that's a dispel and shoo away all the old and negative stuff so they can just totally focus on the new beginning of the new year. Now, those 15 days end in a couple of days on the 10th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we're going to tie that in in a minute. Um, we know, I'm just going to do a little run-through of all the great stuff that's going on right now. We've got a full moon. Actually, it's, right. it's, it's, it's at its total fullness tomorrow night, actually, but if you look outside cool. tonight, you're going to see a beautiful full moon. You know, usually you have like the three days before and the three days, or you know, like the three days after that it looks full, but tomorrow is actually its fullness. Um, okay. And on the 24th, it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm so, so glad somebody asked about New Orleans. Um, so um, Mardi Gras itself means Fat Tuesday in French. And Mm -hmm. that's the day before Ash Wednesday, which in the Catholic religion begins Lent, which is a time of fasting and so forth. Um, However, as a witch myself, Fat Tuesday to me means eat, drink, and be merry. (laughs) The Catholic would say eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die, (laughs) but not for me. So (laughs) what I'm going to do here is I'm going to kind of lay out within this awesome happiness calendar and, of course, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th being the Disserblot, which is coming right around the corner, um, which is the, the sacred feast day of Freya, as we, you heard a little while ago. Right. Um, so between now, which is the full moon, and the new moon, which is going to be on the 25th, um, I want everybody to concentrate on letting go of the things that depress them or consume their thoughts. Um, okay. at the, during this time, this is the waning moon, which means that the moon is, the moon is decreasing, um, because of its shadow, of course, but we see it actually decreasing in size in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. This is a time when we just want you to try to t- focus on taking all the negative and finding a way to dispose of it, okay? So on the, at the new moon, when it begins to wax again or to grow into fullness once again, mm-hmm. then is when I want everybody to try to um, spend time on things that make them happy. Start by thinking of the things that make you happy, being with friends and family and doing those things, making new relationships, shake somebody's hand who you didn't ever talk to before. You see this person every day at the train station, talk to them. Um, Like you and I were just discussing, random acts of kindness, helping where you can for no personal gain whatsoever, just helping um, by whatever it is. It doesn't have to be money. Money is tight right now. Just some act of kindness or some selfless act um, create something artistic. It, you know, some, there's beauty in everyone's heart. And if they don't have a way to express it verbally or emotionally, they maybe could express it in music or could express it in 
a way that they could paint or sculpt or, I don't know, weave a rag rug, whatever it is. Find a way to create and be artistic. It makes you happy. It expresses your emotion. Even if it comes out as an angry painting, well, guess what? You just got it off your chest. Now your next one can be, you know, yellow and orange. <laughs> it can be happy. Um, adapt a make, mend, and do attitude, very simply. And this is in this, in this lunar calendar coming up in the next month. That's what I would like people to think about. Now, as far as like a, as spell work goes, um, when we when we hit that time, when we feel like okay, I'm ready to work unhappy. I'm ready to that stuff is all behind me now, and I'm ready to move forward to this conscious happiness. You might be to that point today, and you don't. It doesn't matter to you what the moon is in, and that's okay. If you're ready to move forward to happy, start tonight. Um, what you want to do is you want to prepare a sacred space. Um, a lot of times what we do is we sweep out negativity. I mean, literally sweep the room. Get it clear of negativity. See that old bad being pushed out the windows, out the doors, under the carpet, whatever you got. Get rid of it. Um, you want to smudge. We talked about the, the coyote and how burning sage um, helps, helps, helps us overcome smudge and dis, dispel the negativity stuff with sage and um Cover, have some kind of a table, an altar, okay? Mm-hmm. Something that you can mm-hmm. set up that every time you come into a room and you see this, it, it represents your intention. It firmly embeds in your head over and over again that this is your intention, to be happy, to have peace, to move forward. And uh, something that's, uh, cover your altar in something bright colored, some, a cool festive tablecloth. Maybe at the resale shop you find a, the weirdest, coolest fabric with the craziest daisies, Get it. Pay that 50 cents for it and cover that table with it. <laughs> um, if you just have a cool yellow tablecloth or whatever it just seems like, whatever makes you happy, what's your favorite color? Throw it on there. Maybe not black. <laughs> Go for something colorful. Um, get a yellow candle for attraction because you're trying to attract. Um, yellow is also good for peace. If you carve a peace sign right in the candle, use a straight pin. Just carve it right in there, a peace sign right on the front. Yellow candles going to attract and we're going to have a red candle for happiness um it's kind of cool that we have a tie-in of the chinese new year um asians see the color red is the perfect color for happiness i kind of agree because red just kind of makes you happy when you think about it love valentine's happy um Mm -hmm. you can carve a simple something simple and silly like a smiley face if it makes you happy and you smile at it it tickles your fancy carve it on there um, the Chinese, I know I keep coming back to this, but it's so in, it's so cool to me. Um, the Chinese celebrate, when they celebrate their birthdays, they give the children red envelopes with money or something of value. It's meant just to be good luck, pennies, etc., mm-hmm. yens, whatever it is. Um, what I want you to do is use basil. I want you to take a red envelope, very simple to find, easy at the card store or whatever, get a red envelope. Put some basil in there. That's around the kitchen. That's for harmony, your peace. Cumin is easy to find. If, you, if you're a tried and true witch and you've got benzoin on the, in the cupboard, throw that, that in there also. And um, present it to yourself in a setting of, um, in a spell situation where you're lighting your candles, you're doing your visualization. The key, I always say the key to all magic 
is seeing it as it has already been accomplished. Know that you are happy already. Yeah. See yourself as someone who is happy. See yourself as someone who can do for others and make them happy because you are so bursting with happiness, joy, peace, harmony, whatever you want to call it. Um, so during this spell, you're lighting your candle yellow for attraction. You're lighting your red for happiness because you manifest this in your life. And g- give yourself that envelope with these herbs as your own, as a gift to yourself. What better thing to give joy than to give a gift and yeah. to receive one? So if you do that, for, you're giving to yourself and you're receiving for yourself, it's both ways. Um, keep that red envelope with you. If you're a woman, keep it in your purse. If you're a man, have it small, fold it in your wallet. So you see it often and it reminds you in your pocket, etc. If it gets a little crumbled and the parts fall and the basil falls out and it smells good, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a, a period, that, that's kind of just a little spell, you know, for somebody to, to do at home. It's very simple. Easy, um, easy. Yeah, things that are available to them. Yeah. Um, I would like to see those candles burned out to stubs. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be all done in one night because candles can be dangerous. Let's face it, that's fire. Um, yeah. Especially some of us have pets or children or you know, it's easy for things to tip over once we go to bed at night. So don't feel bad about extinguishing that for safety's sake and then reigniting it over the period of time. You know, like I said, we have now um, a little bit of time before the 25th. So if mm-hmm. we want to kind of like do this spell to lead us up to that new moon when things are going to wax and start to grow again, um, that spell will kind of be set off. So as long as those stubs are done by the 25th. Um, and again, like uh, let me reiterate, dates can help, moon cycles can help, mm-hmm. but if it's in your heart and your intention is pure, it, spells can be done at any time, any, any moment. Time. Yeah, in the subway, it, on the ground, I don't care. And, where it's it's visual, you know? <laughs> and it's to visualize it and everything else is the main important thing. The visualization is key. Throw out the candles and the basil. If you can visualize it, you've got the whole thing in your hand. Yeah. It's yeah. just, for some of us, when we're first starting, it's the symbology of the herbs or the candles or the different elements that you might incorporate into a spell. Um, help help us keep it alive. Help us remember the visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to a certain point in your learning with witchcraft or with magic and they're not as necessary you know uh there there are means to the tools are a means to an end and visualization is really all you need i got a question for you you were talking about the time frame uh anybody have their if if somebody had their birthday in the uh in this time frame yeah any significance you know is that something special or anything like that well, hmm, let me think of who that could be. <laughs> um, if somebody had their birthday during the time, I would say that they are very blessed and they are very loved. Okay. And there's somebody who probably um, is looking at change in a positive way and realizes that, um, you know, change can be made from the inside outwardly. 
You know, yep. start with the self and move towards a betterment uh, for the rest of the world because of their changes they've made internally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a caller and caller vanished. So, okay. Oh, if you're out there ahead. listening, caller, call on back. So. Please do. Oh, yeah. I ramble on. I know he doesn't want to interrupt me, but no, you know. I, I, I put I put a thing in there. We'll uh, we'll take a call. We'll take the call. You know, as soon as you were done talking, and uh, so yeah, that's they decided that they didn't want to wait, but they can call them. No problem. The number again is six four six nine one five nine six five three at the top of the screen. So that's the number to call. And if you're yeah, calling so. on a cell phone, you know, everybody's minutes should be pretty much free right now. So use them up. It makes you feel good. <laughs> it makes yeah, you feel happy. We, <laughs> that's why we do the show at this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So we decided, oh, weekend night and it after seven. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, Ed, have you ever heard of the three hours of ecology? No. They're redu- Actually, you probably have. They're reduce, reuse, and recycle. Okay. And oh, probably, okay. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. They probably work really well in this context. Actually, I was thinking that if you could reduce the amount of just negative events and drama, et cetera, in your life, you know, mm-hmm. do the old, you know, I don't really want to gossip today, or hey, you, you're bumming me out. You know, yeah. I, I'd love to help you, but just by listening to your oh all the time is not helping right. anything, including yourself. So reduce the amount of all that stuff that you are absorbing. You know, say put a mirror to it. Oh, turn it around on them. No, uh-huh. no, no, please not today. You might reuse the second R, reuse things that, you know, thoughts that were happy in the past. You know, go back to those things that made you happy. The day your child was born, your wedding day, right. um, the day you graduated college, uh, whatever, a great vacation, whatever. Think of those happy thoughts. And then recycle back those things, those simple things that worked for you, even childhood things that you could always count on to make you happy. Do them again. If mud pies made you happy when you were six, get down and make a mud pie today. You know. And what kind of things that used to make you happy? The simple things when you were little. Can you remember? Can I remember? Uh, yeah, I was um, drawing. Uh, my imagination, uh, believe it or not, uh, being an only child, you definitely had to develop I mean, uh, an imagination. And uh, um, yeah, there's there's yeah there's there's things that made me. Uh, and that's that's you know you say things you know people say things about uh, he's only he or she's only only child. Well, I could kind of say that you know it does make you independent. And, you know, some people may look at the negative side of it, but there is a positive side to it, too. And um, I even seen in my grandchild that um, very independent, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> in the neck. But what would you rather have? That's what your mom used to say about you. Watch it. <laughs> what would you rather have as an adult, somebody that could be independent or somebody that has to count on, you know, other people? So. Oh. I'll take you know. independent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm, I'm sure knowing you and that, I'm sure you're bringing up your kids that way too, you know, to be oh, independent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. We try hard. <laughs> they rely on each other because they're family, but don't always try. Don't always count on relying on the general public. You know what I'm saying? 
However, now, Ed, now, let's not digress. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, you count on number, that's the old number one attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no. can't count okay, on what I'm saying public. is you so. and I can rely on each other in there, but don't, you know, as far as that goes. But let's say if uh, I was, let's say my car died in the middle of the street, okay? Um, yeah. I would start pushing it myself, which I'm capable of doing. Um, and then usually somebody will come out and help, which is super. But believe yeah. it or not, if I've seen old people and their car stalled, I've actually got out, you know me, big, strong in that, I will mm-hmm. get out and I will push that sucker myself for them yeah. across the street, okay? It may, you know, it, it don't get any easier as you get older, but I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank God for the old legs. But, yeah. the, you know. So, yeah, it does, but until somebody came around, they were either lost or they had to rely on themselves, which they couldn't do. And that's what I meant by where I came from when I said what I said. I'll get out and do it and because you can't take a chance of the sitting there and, you know, it's like maybe waiting for it to rain. It may not rain. So you better water the plant. Um, so I'll get out there and I'll start pushing. And I've had people get out, even, you know, even a trucker blocked the street one time where I was pushing, but he did a lot, you know, it helped what he did. You know, he blocked an intersection with his truck. So, um, that's what I mean about the independence thing. So, okay. Yeah. But, uh, okay. And where do you want to go with that? Where do I want to go with that? Yeah, I, I had to find myself. It's like, oops. <laughs> I mean, you said digressing. No, I was no, just no. About, about things that make us happy, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to come up with some, you know, if callers are out there that want to tell us, you know, what do you do that makes you, I, me, I love to sit down and quilt, you know. <laughs> oh, the kids go to bed. I just want a bunch of material and little weird pieces that I have to geometrically pattern together to create a form and oh, an heirloom is going to last forever and it's going to leave behind a smile on somebody's face when I'm gone, you know, and I just, that just makes me burst with happiness or, you know, just the thing. Well, it's like like your husband, he likes the woodworking in there. He goes and creates those things with his woodworking, you know, and, uh, and that's a nice thing too. Like you said, you lost, your friend lost, um, became unemployed. Well, I'm sure it yeah. might open up doors that he's always wanted to take a chance of doing now. Oh, and it's, yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah. So always it's going to. In fact, I, I, she begged me, read my cards, tell me what's going to happen now. And uh-huh. that was part of it, you know, that out-of-the-box idea that he's had for so long with that person he thinks of as his partner. Mm-hmm. Will most likely lead him in a brand new direction, and he was fearful of taking before, but will take now. Yeah, you know, yeah. and she, re, you know, confided in me after the reading that, well, they had talked about it about a year ago and set something up, but we're scared to do it, and now they're just going to have to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, or, that's just know, right on. That's just, now it's time to do it. Give it a shot. And there's. Other things like I was on uh, with the readings I was doing last night. Uh, I and I advise this anybody if there's something, something that you're interested in doing, and it might provide a little financial backing, start doing it on the weekends. 
and leave it grow from there. You never know. I think that without talking about politics, um, I think that maybe, you know, we're seeing all these giant corporations start, they're stopping doing their advertising, they're, they're cutting corners, they're laying off everybody they know. Uh, you know, there's so much happening with it's their demise now when they were on top mm-hmm. of the world before that maybe the little guy's going to have his chance again. Maybe the mom and pop shop is going to have its place oh, once again, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I think that people are more conscious all of a sudden in trying to bring back that I hope, you know, I keep thinking, okay, come on, everybody, let's get on board with community and think about mm-hmm. who's in your in your yard as opposed to who's in your county, you know, or your state. You know, think in the, on a smaller scale. Let's support the local growers or the, you know, the handicraft, the, the people that do handicrafts and, you know, I just there's, think there's, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that we're getting back there again because it needs I, to go there in order to save our society. In my opinion, I think I think it is. There's a there's a radio show I listen to uh, often when I'm during the day, and mm-hmm. it's a talk show. And every Friday, this the host Ed Schultz has been doing now uh, two hours of a show called Recession Proof. Okay, and what he's done is you know how much it costs to, you know, it costs a pretty penny to advertise on a radio show, okay? He opens up his lines for two hours and leaves people call in advertising their business, their personal businesses. And uh, um, I think it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And he talks about it. He talks to them, asks questions and all that, allows them to give the phone number or website and everything else. Um, it goes right back to what you just said, you know, yeah. the guy helping the little guy out and uh, helping people, people helping people. So, uh, And if all of us, you know, could adopt, you know how happy you would feel that, you you know, without even trying, you could make, you, you know, you could create your own happiness because when you help someone, you are happy. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you can hear it in the guy's voice You get when he's talking to these people, you know. He's like, wow, really? Tell us a little bit more about your business. You know, you can hear it in his voice. So, um, who knows? Maybe one day we'll do a recession-proof show where people could call in and talk about their business for an hour. I think How's that's a great idea. I think that's okay. a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and listeners, thank you. We got less than a minute left, Annette. It was it was good, and uh, we'll be back on uh, February 28th with our. I believe it's twenty eighth. Ah, real fast. Uh, the twenty second with our guest, Lynn Serafin, author of the, of the book Garden of the Soul, which is basically you'll be back on feeling good stuff again. But I'll call you in a couple minutes, listeners. Thank you very much, and thank you to everybody that's become became our friends, made our show their favorites, and the different um, web pages that are carrying our program and stuff like that. I will, we will mention them on the next show. And also go to our website. Uh, which one do I? Oh, we got Psychic TV on the Unexplained World now, 24 hours a day, Psychic Television, okay? It's really cool. Let's go to the section that has the radio show and the videos, and you can sit there and watch Psychic Television, all different type of shows. So, okay. Annette, you didn't know that. Yeah, I just No. Yeah, so... <laughs> Listeners, thank you very much. Good night. Blessed be.